Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Skyby Fans TV. Uh, not a lot's been going on off the field with our club in the last few weeks, so uh, I'm pleased to say we'll be talking football tonight, I'm not talking about any of that uh, any of that stuff that's been going off the field. It's going to be purely a, a football show. So tonight we'll be previewing the game at Reading on uh, Saturday at the 2 o'clock kickoff. Uh, we'll be brief. We've got uh, some more guests on tonight. We've got CJ Joyner coming back on for another another edition of the show. We've got the snooker man, the cold fan, who sits in the front row, Mr. Brian Wright. I hope he'll be joining us as well. And Reading fan Ji Min Lee will be uh, coming on as well around course to eight to give us the Reading perspective on the game. Um, joining us as well, in addition, we've got um, our very own Mr. Miles Cadden. Evening, Miles. How are you doing? <laughs> Good evening. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. I'm a yeah. little bit happier now. Um, <laughs> not, it's, not, it's, been a, it's been a bit of a quiet week, hasn't it, really? Nothing, nothing's been going on, is there? I mean, nah, you know. it's been a bit boring, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just another week, isn't it? you know, just Comedy City being Comedy City, really, or, you know, <laughs> th- things outside of Comedy City. But, yeah, it's um, it's been it's been an interesting week. But let's, let's, let's focus on the football side of things um, for this show. So we're back after a, a break of what three weeks, um, Reading away. Um, obviously, he was out there in Spain last week, seeing the seeing the boys train. And, and you, you know, what, what was your what's your sort of impressions? How do the guys look? Well, they they all seem very happy. Um, I've just yeah. seen a comment just come up actually, and uh, I just put his mind at ease. Um, any updates on fads? No, uh, as far as I know, he's still in the crutches. But he can't play this weekend anyway, can he? So, no, um, he's suspended, yeah. He, yeah, he's suspended just for the one game. But, um, yeah, the boys were lovely. They were absolute legends out there. Every, everywhere we went, if we bumped into them, they stopped, spoke to us. Um, we were walking down the street and Tyler Walker was walking with him and they both stopped, turned around just to talk to us as we were walking towards them. It was lovely. It was it was so yeah. nice, you know. And yeah. um, uh, they all felt they all, they all seemed in good spirits. So they were they were happy. Um, and and yeah, they were just enjoying themselves, having a chilled out time. And uh, two two training sessions a day. So they had one in the morning, and then they went back in the noon quite late. Uh, um, and yeah, it was they were good. They were good. Um, Mark Robbins was a little bit grumpy, um, but maybe because he probably heard what we heard on Monday morning. I don't know, but uh, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I don't know. They're in good spirits, and um, I, th- I think um, you know, if anyone's worried about it, um, off the field matters. I think them players are just concentrating, lads. I really do. I think that they are going to go out there Saturday and they're just going to give it their all because there's going to be 2,000 of us there and they're going to want to perform in front of us and keep the run going. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, 
kind of a questionnaire about the off-field matters. Do you think that might be a distraction for the guys, the players and staff, or not, in your in your opinion? Nah, they're professional. They're fantastic. They, they really are. Them boys, um, you know, they're just great. They're just brilliant. They really are just brilliant. They are absolutely... Those lads are going to give us 110% till from now until the end of the season. They're, there's something about them. They're really bonded. You know, they're all sitting around. They're going softly. They're down the cafe on the seafront. It, it, it was just lovely to see, you know. And them yeah. boys, seriously, we ain't got nothing to worry about. They're, they are ready to go. They really are yeah. ready to go. Yeah, great yeah. stuff. I'm um, going to bring in some more guests. I've got CJ and Brian um, who are joining us here. Uh, CJ, Brian, how are you doing? You right? Hey, can you hear us all right? Oh, no. Bit of sound oh, problem. sound's gone. We can oh, see you. Yeah, we can see you there. <laughs> log out, log back in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me... Yeah. We'll, we'll 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 carry on talking, Miles, and hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll get the sound working for them. Um, have a look at that. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just take them off, just see if we can get the sounds working, maybe. Um, I mean, this is a game really Saturday. I mean, looking at... Um, I'm not, I mean, Reading have been kind of in mixed form this season. If you look at their game, they've won nine, lost ten. So it's kind of a game where I feel I think it's definitely a winnable game. I don't know about you. I think it's a game we can definitely get three points. And you know, looking at the season, generally speaking, we're only what two or three points off playoffs. It's just incredible, isn't it? How how one how the, the form has turned around fantastically for us. Four wins on the spin, but secondly. It's a quite a tight league, isn't it? If you just get on a run like we have, you can really motor up the league. And I think it's another opportunity, I think, where we can really get some points, I think, on Saturday. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be... Oh, look, they're ready. Uh, I think it's going to be a real tough game. Uh, I think it will be. Um, I mean, I've just been on a podcast with um, a Reading fan and uh, he said they've, got, they've had a few people out um, at the World Cup um, playing for their national team. So... Um, you know, they're going to be quite short on numbers, I think, um, especially to start the game. But I think they they were waiting for the international break to get some players back fit. So it could be a real, real tough game. I think last season it was tough anyway, wasn't it? I mean, we came out 3-2 winners. So, you know, it, it was a good game. So it's probably going to be the same sort of thing and it's going to be entertaining probably end to end. Yeah. I'll bring CJ and Brian. How are you doing, guys? Can you hear us all right? Hi guys. Hi. How are you? Hi. Yeah, good thanks. Good thanks. So, first question I'll ask: Are you more nervous about the Cov game or the England game on Saturday? Definitely the England game. Definitely the England. Yeah. 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 It, if we win the World Cup, the, the whole country is going to be happy for years and years. If we win some of the Coventry, like Coventry's going to be happy. So yeah, it's exactly. the feel-good, feel-good factor, not just over Christmas, but for like generations to come. Wait too yeah. long. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk England there later on our show. Let's focus on Coventry. Um, feeling confident about the game? It's ready. Do you think it's a winnable game for us? Certainly. And as you've just said there, they've had some players at the World Cup, haven't they? Which, which is probably going to help them a little bit, in a way. Because yeah. in theory, you know, a quarter of the starting eleven, pretty much, are, um, are going to be match sharp. Um, well, more, more match sharp than that should be, anyway. 
and I mean, as you know, Miles, we didn't play, did we, in, the, in Marbella? So, um, yeah, so it's it's not a, it's not an ideal situation for us. There's a lot going off, a lot going on off the pitch as well, isn't there? Um, well, well, when I say there's a lot going on, there's actually not a lot going on, really, is there? There's no shot to to man, or you know. So, um, but I think we're. Um, it's going to be. I can see that being a good game. I can. I really can. And um, if, if we can hit the ground running like we did before the uh, before the break, you know, it's uh, it could be a real good one for us. I think. I think. I think that's everything I'm a bit worried about. Though. I think a good point about Matt Sharpness is, you know. The only thing that's slightly concerns me about the, the trip in Tenerife was just the, the no games. We did play, I think it was Olympiacos we were meant to play, and that got cancelled. And I mean, do you think that's that would be a big frustration, Miles, for, for Robbins, that we didn't play any games out there and it was just, you know, warm weather training effectively? I, I, think, it, I think it might have been, but I think that um, he um, was probably pleased in a way because we had too many injuries. And Victor wasn't there either because obviously he was away on international break for two weeks. Um, so he had his two weeks holiday. So maybe it's probably done us a favour and, and got a few of the players that were injured coming back from injury. But then again, Fads goes and gets injured. Um, and I've just heard actually, I think it was this morning that Tyler Walker's injured as well. Um, but the likes of Kelly, he was absolutely buzzing. He couldn't wait. He's dying to get back out there and play football. So he he is he's that close. He said. Um, so you know he could be coming back Saturday as well. So we may have you know we may have lost McFads, but as we say, he's got an, he's got another week to rest uh, because he's he's not playing. Well, Liam K did make the bench uh, for the QPR game, so you you'd think he'll be at the very least on the bench. Um, from I mean Casey Palmer, I've heard I've heard stories that he might be injured. What's, what's the latest on Casey Palmer? Is he? Do you think he'll be fit for, for Saturday? Well, if, if he's picked up an injury, it's been picked up back here because he was okay while we we're out there. So right, that, okay. that injury probably either late on while he was out there, or it was this week while he's been here. So he, I did see him on on the pitch last week. Yeah. Um, in terms of. Uh, starting eleven. I mean, do you think it will be a similar eleven to the QPR game? And obviously, the only change, obviously, we spoke just spoke a minute ago about Fancy being suspended. Um, I would imagine um, Michael Rose will probably slot in there. I don't think he would start the QPR. Is it any other changes you'd make if you're Mark Robbins? No, I'd, I'd, I think if everyone's fit and ready to go, I'd, I'd stick with what we've got. And then um, the bench is obviously a little bit stronger. Uh, and, and go from there. I, I, I can't see him making many wholesale changes. He's got to make them fads one. Um, I can see Ben Wilson still being in goal. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I can't see him changing it, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I was going to bring CJ and uh, Brian back in. Hang on. Try and mute. Can unmute your mic, CJ and Brian. I can't seem to unmute at the moment. Um, frozen. Yeah, I think they're frozen. Um, yeah, I think that's just a bit, bit technical issues. Yeah, I, I just think, I mean, my, my opinion on the game is I think we've got a really, on paper, I'd say it's a really good chance. I think if you're playing Reading the week after QPR, I would say I really fancy it. I think my only slight concern as a fan is the lack of, the lack of games to be played. Um, but so uh, that's that's my concern. Um, CJ, Brian, I think you're back. Can you hear us all right? 
the bad line here. We can hear them. We can hear yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll, 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 we'll bring them back. Yeah, <laughs> we'll bring them back. We'll bring them back in a minute. I mean, are you concerned, Miles, by the lack of games? I mean, you know, the, the point CJ was making was about the fact that obviously, like some, I think Hoylet was playing the World Cup for for Canada. Um, do you think little things like that might give them a slight advantage, or not really? It's just the same same level playing field. I think. I think. Um... I think the rest, the rest of the players I've had's probably done them good, and you know that they've they've been together a couple of weeks, and they, I think they've just come back all guns blazing. To be honest with you, I don't. As I say, I don't think they're going to be worried about the off the field fiasco um, because players get paid for doing the job, and the players are being paid. Um, there's, we've never cross our fingers. We've never had that happen. You know, we've had everything else happen, but. The players have always been paid and they've always gone out there and given us a performance. Yeah. I don't know about you, but as a fan, I'm just really excited about this game. It's, it's just nice to have football, live football back. It's just been such a long time. And I think even for the guys themselves, it's just getting back on the field and, and playing 90 minutes. It must be a great feeling. It's just, it's just a game... I think it's a game. So I'm quite excited. I think I think we can definitely win because you know we can come to this game with a lot of confidence. We've got all our sort of best players available. Um, mm. I don't know. I just it's all it's all set up for a Reading win. Now, I'll say all that, but um, I mean it's. I mean, what Reading players do you think are you worried about from 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 our point of view? You've, just you've Paul Lintz on the touchline. Yeah, <laughs> he's very yeah. influential, isn't he? Um, yeah. No, I mean. You know, to be honest, they've got they've got a whole team of talent. I mean, you know, they they, they were winning the league at the beginning of the season. They were right up there. So, you know, you yeah. can't underestimate them. And as I was told earlier on, a lot of them got injured. So, um, yeah. they're all coming back from injury. Um, yeah. So, I, I just think we've just got to go out there, do our best. And um, yeah. we can need team on the day. It doesn't matter who they got in. They could have Cristiano Ronaldo if they're in there if they wanted. And um, would still beat them because you know we, we are a team that are together. But I believe it's going to be really, really tough. I know, yeah, I know you're quite confident, but I think it's going to be very, very tough. You know, yeah. uh, it's it is. It's going to be hard, very hard. Yeah. Well, let's let's bring in the uh, Min Lee, uh, Reading fan, Ethan G. How are you doing? Not too bad. Not too bad. How are you guys doing? Yeah, not bad. I think I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing a football match for you on Saturday. Um, 100%. It's, been, it's been such a long time. Although I've enjoyed the World Cup, in fairness, it's been it's been it's been a good watch in that. Um, Reading, I think we're on a tour in Tenerife. I think over the last week or so, um, reading the media reports, um, Ajaria I think has been disciplined by Paul Ince. I know he won't be featuring for the game on the, on Saturday. What other potential team what team is do you, do you know of for uh, Reading ahead of the game? Um, so yeah, uh, Paul Ince had his uh, press conference today this afternoon and pretty much all the defenders that we were hoping would be back by um by the end of the world cup have not recovered unfortunately um i think the only one that is sort of available now is mcintyre and even then it's a 50 50 um so as of now we only have one established center back available for the game on saturday um so it is a bit of a worry Saar, um we're looking at birmingham next week um, Dan's going to play an under-23s game and Moore's three or four weeks away. So, 
uh, yeah, I, I was listening in to you guys um, chatting just before. Um, and I think we were hoping that the World Cup would be uh, kind of an opportunity to get everyone back. If anything, we've I think we actually have fewer players available after the World Cup than before. Um, so it's a bit of a concern, to be honest. Yeah. And looking at the season, I mean, Reading started off really well. And, you know, if you look at the overall picture, nine, nine wins, 10 defeats. Um, how would you sum up the season from Reading? Has it just been just too inconsistent, I guess, is what, what it looked, looked to me, you know, looking at the results. Would that be what's performance has been like generally this season? Yeah, I mean, it's been a complete, like, it's just what you said. It's been a complete mixed bag. I think the overriding sentiment is that if you'd offered us 13th place at this point in the season before the first game, um, I think most Reading fans would have bitten your hand off, just given the context of the transfer embargo, the EFL sanctions, and the yeah. fact that the core of the team was absolutely decimated um, over the summer. When you think about Reading over the past few years, you sort of think about John Swift, uh, Josh Lauren, Andy Renamotta, uh, Michael Morrison, and they all left. Um, yeah. But in terms of the sort of season itself, you know, I think that at the risk of getting slammed for Americanizing things, you know, I'm going to call the first half of the first half season, uh, first half of the season, the first quarter, um, yeah. you know, uh, because I think the first 11 games saw us pretty much live in the playoff spots, thanks to some really gutsy performances. Um, we had a really memorable game at home to Blackburn where we, um, you know, we pressed them off the park and we won 3-0. Um, but I think we all knew that there was going to be a drop off at some point because littered amongst those wins, uh, there were also some really big losses against Rotherham, Sheffield United and Sunderland. Um, and then, Obviously, in the second quarter, um, it was drastically different. I think we went on a run of one win in nine, which is pretty much relegation form. Uh, we played against a lot of the top sides. And I, I think it really shone a light on the fact that in the first quarter, uh, we played against a lot of sides who were kind of either about to sack their manager or had just sacked their manager. Um, yeah. and I don't want to take away from the efforts of the players, but I think that they, you know, we did catch a few teams um, at the right time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's been a bit of a as you said it's been a bit of an inconsistent season, um, yeah. littered with loads of injuries as well. But hopefully yeah. uh, the game on Saturday will be good. Yeah, got a question here from Glenn, um, who's a, a part of our, our podcast. Asked about which 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 Reading players will be you know the main threat to us. Uh, Zhao and, and Carol could be an aerial threat uh, for Panzo, Dawn Rose to deal with in the absence of, of Fadzine. Um, would, would you go along with that? Would you say Zhao will start along with Andy Carroll or do you think one and one will start and one will be on the bench? It's interesting because the um, the defensive line has been the one that's been changing and, you know, we've had so many injuries in the back line. Um, in the kind of second quarter that I was referring to before, we've had the pick of the, the strikers, to be honest. We've got five strikers available. We've got Zhao, Carroll, Shane Long, um, Yaku Meite and Tom Ince if required. Um, yeah. And it's really been a sort of different pairing every single game. I think we went through, we've gone through nine different strike partnerships this season, um, which is obviously a lot. Um, I think that most Reading fans are calling for Shane Long to get more game time um, just because of the, the his work rate. When you think about Zhao and Carroll, you don't think of two strikers who are going to be you know, pressing with that much intensity. Um, and the times where we have gone with Zhao and Carroll, there is that tendency. And it's something that Ince has mentioned in press conferences with us um, that, you know, we have that kind of temptation of going long too quickly. So rather than building up from the back, when you see Andy Carroll up there, there is that obvious temptation to just hoof the ball up uh, and try and go for second balls. And I just think that that's not really worked out for us very well this year. 
Um, yeah. So if you're asking me what I'd like to see, I think that I'd like to see one of those two. So either Carol or Zhao, but then maybe Ince or Long or Mate with one of them. Is Paul Ince under pressure, would you say, at the moment at Reading? Or do you, I mean, what, what would be a good season at Reading? Is, is it, you know, is the expectations playoffs or, or would it just sort of stay in the, pre- in, stay in, stay in the championship, shall I say? Nah, nah, it's, it's definitely to stay in the, the league. I think given the circumstances, it's definitely um, survival. Um, yeah. You know, when we were in the playoffs, I think amongst us journalists in the press conferences, there was sort of a running kind of joke that we'd ask him also, you know, we're safe, you know, Premier League next year. And it'd be like a, it'd be a rolling, uh, rolling sequence of expletives that <laughs> Paul Lynch would give us, telling us to keep our feet on the ground. Um, so, yeah, I think it's definitely to stay in the league. Um, I think that, like I said before, if you'd given us 13th at this point, you know, we'd have taken that at the beginning of the season. So, yeah. Yeah. Question I've got here from Skyby saying about uh, John Swift, obviously, he's, he's left. Mm. I mean, how big how big a loss was he going going against the, to the West Brom this summer? Is, has he been that badly missed uh, by you guys? I mean, massive. Um, what he offers in terms of assists or what he offered us in terms of assists and goals towards the end of his time at Reading was massive. I mean, I think yeah. it's the one position that we've not been able to to fill to any degree. I think we're yeah. p- pretty much playing without a John Swift, we're, whereas in other departments, we're playing with a lesser version of the player that we had before, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, his his output was was tremendous, although I, I've heard that he's, he's not really uh, endeared himself to the uh, West Brom fans. But um, yeah, he's been a big miss for us this year, for sure. Yeah, no, I think he, he, he scored goals, he creates goals. He's almost like he's like you know the Callum O'Hare of, of Reading, really. He, yeah. he, he made things happen. From your point of view, um, who do you worry about, uh, for, for, you know, commentary wise? Which players do you think you think, oh, I hope he's not playing, you know, secretly? I mean, if I could pick one player not to play on Saturday, I think it's got to be Gokarez, surely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's been in unbelievable form, and I think that. Um, yeah, I think Paul Lintz was talking about him as one of the top strikers in England, including the Premier League, in the build-up to this game, which I thought was uh, very high praise. Um, yeah. But no, he's been fantastic this year. And um, there are other players as well. I think having O'Hare there in the um, kind of supporting as well, Allen and obviously Hamer, you know, you've got a really good, um, you know, you're giving him really good service. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think them lot, and especially, you know, those two players, O'Hare and Allen, they work so well. Um, in that gap between the midfield and, and defence. And I think that's somewhere that we're often quite quite weak in um, as, yeah. a, as a side. So I think that's something that you guys could definitely exploit. Yeah. Going to bring CJ and Brian back in. Uh, guys, um, looking ahead to the game, would you make it, what changes would you make to Mark Robbins? Or any? I'm happy to go with what we got went with before. It was working. Um, obviously, there might be one or two injuries that have been picked up in the top... In, you know, in the last month or so, um, that needs that obviously needs addressing. Um, so, you know, the likelihood of it being bang on the same start in eleven is low, I suppose. But yeah. we were playing well, and there was no reason really to drop anybody, was it? Yeah, we, no. we were the form team going into the. I'm not even going to call it an international break. I'm calling it to the, to the World Cup. <laughs> so, it, the, the more players we can line up come kick off that's finished or started the last game then then that's that's what I try and go for really because like CJ said it was working and we're we're, we're scoring back to goals 
Are you worried about the loss of McFadden for this game to, to suspension slash injury? Do you think it's a big loss for us? I think any of the middle three is a big loss, really, because we ain't got any cover there, have we? And really, no. you want to be you you want to be play, throughout the whole season, really. You want to be playing, but you want to go with two, two players for each position, don't you? And it was fairly obvious we were going to go with three in the middle from from very early on. So we haven't got a massive amount of cover there. We've only got four. We've only got effectively four centre halves. So when one of them gets injured, or one of them can't play because of it being, you know, because of bookings or whatever else, they, you know, you, you're down to your bare bones. And then you, and then you're talking, you know, possibly putting putting Dabo in at right back or, oh, sorry, right centre back or someone else maybe, maybe dropping Sheath back. So you're removing somebody that's really, really, really effective in their own position to play somewhere else, which is never really what you want to be doing. Um, no. So, yeah. So I mean, it's not ideal, but um, the, the three that will, the three that will play there are more than capable, and they should they should be able to do a job. Yeah. I've got one for Brian. Got one for Brian. Brian, Dabo looked fit last week. Um, would you would you switch uh, Dabo back to, and leave Eccles out, or would you put Dabo in and move Eccles into the middle? I'd put Dabo in. Um, he, he's not just effective; he's he's more than effective. You know, we we look more attacking options uh, in coming forward from fullback. So I, I, I'd I'd definitely definitely start him in his usual position, and then then you know many players in their normal positions you don't want round pegs in square holes but which he won't be then so as many players in in their natural positions as possible and just hopefully hit, hit the floor running straight after we win the world cup yeah well, sorry, <laughs> how did, how did Dabo, so Dabo's back at, back in training miles last week yeah yeah he's he back in training yeah 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 he looks, so, he looks yeah. sharp what I could see from a distance. <laughs> yeah, for long distance, yeah. Was it, was it was a bit, was a like, uh, not you on the ship over there in Qatar. Oi, oi, yeah. Captain. <laughs> oh, it, it's a bit choppy on here. You wouldn't, you wouldn't <laughs> like it. <laughs> You're both going the wrong way. <laughs> yeah. Gotta bring uh gotta bring Z back in. Just got a question here from um one of our uh what uh, listeners or watchers uh, points um, is he underrated as a manager? Do you think he's? What do you think of him as a manager for Reading? Is he the right man for the job at the moment? Um, I think that varies based off of who you're speaking to. Um, I noticed that one of the was it the second tier pod ranked him as 19th out of the 24 managers in the division. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I think that one thing that he has done really well is that he's galvanised the team, and it's something I was going to mention before because. Coming into this year, we obviously, like I mentioned, we had the embargo and he's created this sort of us against the world sort of um, mentality. Um, and it's really something that the players have bought into. And given the situation that you guys are in now, um, I think that, you know, it can go one or two ways. It could, I know you guys were talking about it before, the situation with the stadium, it could either galvanize the players to, you know, um, you know, pull their weight and to keep performing the way that they have, or... Um, it could really distract them and it can work as a negative. Um, yeah. So one thing that Paul has done is that he's really brought the team together. 
it might be because there have been so many injuries, but everyone knows that they're going to get a chance at some point. Um, and so you don't see anyone sulking on the bench. You don't see anyone sort of kicking, um, you know, who kind of not pulling their weight. And so, um, yeah, I think footballing wise, you know, there, there are going to be better tacticians, but one thing that he has done is that he's, um, he's really brought the team together. And I think that that's something that previous managers have not been able to do with this Reading team. So that's um, full credit to him. Uh, I was thinking doing a Ronaldo there and he's going sulking. So. <laughs> <laughs> G, G um, yeah. What what what's this? Uh, we've not, we've seen this story tonight about um, how do you say his name? Ovi Ajari. Yeah, Ajario. Ajario. Yeah, Ajario. Sorry. Um, what what's happened there? Because he didn't apparently he didn't go to Tenerife. No, he didn't. That's the question that we're all wondering. Ince has been very keen to keep what actually happened in house, um, but he said that whatever it it was, has been dealt with. And he's hoping that, you know, we can move on. Um, he he didn't go to Tenerife. And obviously that punishment has extended through until this game on Saturday. Um, you know, I think Ajari has been under fire uh, amongst the fans. I think that, you know, it wouldn't be unfair for me to say. Um, so it's not going to do him any favours when it comes to the kind of court of public opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't tell you what's happened there. He's been very keen to kind of keep that in-house. And what sort of player is he? What sort of player is he? Mm, he's very technically gifted. So you mentioned before you asked that question about John Swift. I think the player that's kind of closest to, to him would be Ajaria. And even then, he's not that close of a player. It's very technical. Um, and, you know, he came from Liverpool with a lot of kind of expectations. Um, the one thing I would say is that he's had to change his game a lot to fit into this Reading system. There's not really a space for that kind of luxury number 10 in our team, every single player's got to be sort of box to box. And if you're not box to box, you've got to be the guy finishing um, finishing the goals. Um, and so, yeah, I think that he's had to change his game. And so in becoming kind of more defensively astute and tracking back, he's lost a lot of his flair, which makes him him. And so for an offensive midfielder, when you lose that sort of, um, that je ne sais quoi, you know, you kind of lose a lot of your identity. So I think he's definitely been victim of that. Um, I'd love to see him get like a, a proper second chance. He's been hampered by injuries this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd like to see him get a second chance. And I do think that there is a player there. A question I've got here from uh, Sky Blue Sam about from the games you've seen this season, which which championship teams have impressed you the most? Um, oh, that's a good question. Um, I think Burnley have looked good. But, you know, it's been one of those weird seasons where you'll say that a team's look good, but then you can pick out a game where they've been absolutely battered. Uh, like yeah. they were against Sheffield United. So it has been a weird, weird, um, a weird season. I'd say Sheffield United because that's the hardest game that we've had. That's probably the only game that we've had where we've just been, we've had like 0% chance of winning that from minute one. Um, yeah. With that being said, I mean, you, you nabbed a cheeky little win over Sheffield United yourself. So, I mean, they are definitely beatable. Um, so, yeah, like I think them two have been, have been kind of the standouts for me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another question on Paul Ince uh, from our audience. Uh, TJ uh, asked about could Paul Ince manage at yeah. <laughs> Premier League? Or, well, he has managed at Premier League club. He managed at Blackburn right at the start of his career, yeah. if memory serves you right. Yeah. Well, he didn't do particularly yes. well there. He was sacked after a short number of games. But do you think he could make a Premier League manager again and, and maybe even international level? Do you think Do you think that's a possibility or, or, is he, or not? I mean, international is an extremely broad, um, broad arena, isn't it? I mean, there are lots yeah. of different countries in the world. Um uh, so, yeah, I think internationally, why not? 
Um, but I, I, I get the sense that Paul Lintz is not the type of person who'd take an international job. If he if he does take up a managerial role, he'd want to be that sort of week in, week out sort of guy. Um, Premier League, it's a tricky one. You've got to be a top, top manager to manage in the Premier League, don't you? You, you yeah. can't just be a kind of run of the mill. And I'm not saying that he is. I think he's been fantastic for us. Um, I'm not sure. I probably can't answer that question. But um, no. Yeah, I'd love to see him take us to the Premier League. Let's just put it like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go to predictions for this game. So we're going to go 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 with the away team, Jimin. Uh, you're the home side. So what's what's your verdict for this game? Uh, so before the press conference today, I predicted a one-one, um, just because I think you know first game back, like you guys were saying before, um, you just don't know what you're going to get. It's pretty much a beginning of the season type of game after a preseason. Um, you don't know where people's fitnesses and sharpnesses are at. Uh, but after it, I think 2-1 you guys, to be honest, um, just because, you know, we're not coming into it with enough enough defenders. Like we play with a back five and we've got one established centre-back fit. Um, I'm not positive, um, but I'd like to see us, obviously I'd like to see us win. But yeah, if I had to put money on it, I'd say 2-1 you guys. Miles, what's your, what's, your, uh, what's your feeling on this game? You said it's been very tough. Will you back that with a... An away win, or what's what? What's you get, what you're going to go for? Well, early on in the week, I was quite confident, but then um, with everything that's going on off the field, I've, I was started feeling a bit unconfident. But on the Reading pod earlier, I said I, I said we'd draw one-one, but um, after hearing Joe here, I think I might go three-one. <laughs> three-one. That's that's, that's, that's probably three-one. I'm assuming there, Miles, not not Reading. Yeah, come. I'll go three-one for the crack lineup. Yeah, right. I'm gonna bring. Uh, no, I know they've only got one defender. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 it changes things, like, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 you just hope Victor ain't playing for him. Yeah. <laughs> gonna bring in the other lads. Gonna bring CJ and Brian in. Um, what's what, what's your predictions ahead of this game on Saturday afternoon? For me, I think it's gonna be a tight one. I I agree with what uh, what G said at the start. There, I'd say one one. Yeah, Brian, what were you going for? It sounds like a thriller, doesn't it? Um, I think it'll be a scrappy game and we'll nick it 1 0. 1 0, yeah. Um, the, thing is, the thing is, Mark, I say it sounds like a thriller, they're going to miss it because they're going to watch England. Yeah, forget I know. England, but... Forget England. You've got to watch yeah. the Sky Blues, haven't you? <laughs> watch the Sky Blues is like watching England, you know, in its own way. But, you know. <laughs> Brazil. I get more. I get more nervous. I get more nervous about in common to do about England. I don't, you know, I don't know what you think, G. You get you get more nervous about England or or uh, or, or Reading. Uh, it's a good question. I, I think it depends on the game. Like I'm originally from South Korea, so I mean, this World Cup's been really thrilling for us um, yeah. at home. Um, that Portugal game where we just we secured qualification literally in the last minute was was mad. Um, yeah. But yeah, England, I've been quietly confident about this year. I yeah. don't know why. I think that the squad looks decent. And uh, yeah, I was going to ask you guys, do you think that you'll be bringing down fewer fans because of the England game and the, the, the okay. kickoff being moved? I don't think so. I think we're about these 2,000. 2000. Yeah, wow. I'm, 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 I'm one of those 2,000. Um, but uh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But no, I think we'll bring a decent crowd because I think, I think we've all missed football. Um, you know, and it's, it's good to have football back. And it's good to see people, isn't it? You know, it's been a bit 
And I know we, I know you could go to like non-league games, but this is real yeah. football for me. It's great, it's great. <laughs> and, uh, Unless we yeah. might be too short because CJ and Brian might have bought their tickets to get their points. So we might be too short <laughs> yeah. <on> 2000. <laughs> And took their tickets to Qatar. Have you done that, boys? Have you done that? No. You're not Fair doing enough. it to get your points. No. <laughs> what the points mean? Prizes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to come here again for that. Keep <laughs> invited, up. I'm gonna. Um, I haven't gone with my prediction of this game. Um, I, I, I was going one-one. But I think we will win two one now. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm, I'm used to sitting on the blooming fence. But um, I think for this, I think we can win. I really do. Um, my only thing I have to worry about this game is the sharpness issue, the match sharpness, and getting fit. You know, that's the only thing. Um, but can't you know you can't underestimate any side in this division. If you don't, if you're not on on the game, then you're going to lose. So, but I, I, I'm going to back us. I think two one we're going to win this game. You know, but we'll see what happens. So. Um, Guys, we're gonna um, gonna take a short break. Uh, gonna, if you want to uh, stay on, Xi Ming, by all means, stay on. We're gonna talk England next, so if you want to stay on, if you, if you want to come off and come off, it's not a problem. Um, we're gonna take a short break. We're gonna talk England with CJ and Brian about, about the uh, the Qatar experience and, and the France game and everything else. So everyone, stay tuned for that, and um, we'll be back with you shortly. We're just gonna bring some messages. Uh, with- Back everyone, uh, this is part two or part two of the show as we will be previewing 
the uh, quarter-final match uh, against the France at uh, well, coverage stadium is in Qatar. But uh, guys, CJ Bryan, I mean, this is um, a, a, what's the uh, sort of the general feeling amongst England fans for this game? Excitement, nervousness, tension. What, what, what's, what's the feeling? Excitement, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be a tough game. They've got they've got that one special player, which is what we've been saying all along, hasn't it? They've got Mbappe. They've got some other good players as well, but they've got Mbappe who can literally, they could have a stinker and have four men sent off. And like, Lloris could let in five goals. But Mbappe has got the ability to go out and score six, seven on his own. You know, yeah. he really he really has. And I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind going back to a five so we could play Walker more central. Yeah. So he can, so you can use his abilities a bit more. That means put Trippier back in the team. But obviously, we're going to lose some of the stuff up front. Well, some of the, some of what we've got up front. You know, we're going to lose that. We're only going to have those two, those two wide players out in the middle, behind behind Kane, which, which might be counterproductive in the grand scheme of things. So, we'll see. Me, I'm excited as well. Got more so confident. Yeah. Of course, we've got to deal with Mbappe, but. They've got other players like Drew, their top all-time goal scorer, Griezmann. Yeah. You know, we can't only look at Mbappe. And where I differ slightly from CJ, if if you play Walker in the back three, and then, and then Mbappe's already gone past Trippier, he's running past towards Walker, and Walker's got a standing star. Mbappe's already running the pace. So I, I would personally keep it as a four, and then hope with the likes of Rice, Bellingham and Henderson would help protect and then try and let them worry about our front three. It's not yeah. just the front three, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like what, Rio, what Rio Ferdinand said the other day, he put a lot of bang on, was it yesterday? Where he said a lot of our, a lot of like the media and a lot of England fans online and whatever seem to be saying, oh, we're worried about Mbappe, like I just did there. But how many of the French are saying, I'm worried about Bellingham, I'm worried about Rice, I'm worried mm-hmm. about Kane, I'm worried about Saka, I'm worried about Foden. Yeah, Rashford, Yeah, Grealish, you've got so many. Madison, you've got so many. Wilson, yeah. you've got so many good players there. And the way out, Henderson's one of the players in the tournament so right. far. Yeah. And you, you look at him and he wasn't even a guaranteed starter not so long ago, but now he has to start, doesn't he? So there's a yeah. lot of quality there. And uh, yeah, they will probably be as worried as what we are in the grand scheme of things. I heard something the other day that um, the key to beating France is maybe the midfield. So both teams, like ourselves and France, like to play it through the middle to get it out wide to Mbappe or to get it out, or get it up to Griezmann, things like that. So I think maybe the key this, this game is to try and fill it out in the middle. Like you said, Brian, about Walker, if he's if he's inside, he'll have a standing start against Mbappe, where if he's out wide, he'll be already running. So it's like some, if you think about it, when Kov plays sometimes, you look at teams that we play, and you say, right, again, like against Fulham last season, we won those games from the midfield. We won it from yeah. the, the creativity in the middle. And I think 
like you said about um, um, they're worried about Bellingham. I think everyone should be worried about Bellingham because his performance in the middle has just been rock solid, absolutely solid. And you know, I think if we can freeze it out in the middle, I think Mbappe will be isolated. He'll have to come back and try and take the ball on his own. Then he'll start getting frustrated. Yeah. Which, which which players frequently impressed you the most um, out of Qatar from the games you've seen? I mean, for me, I'd say Bellingham. I, I think he's been absolutely fantastic. But any, any other player would you say? Maguire, I'd say yeah, been Maguire. outstanding. But, yeah. Stones yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. And listen, when we, actually, when we yeah, Henderson, when we talk about um, pace, I mean, Stones ain't slow. No. To be fair. So, I suppose maybe maybe that four would work, you know? yeah. and, and like you said, with regards to Walker, without the standing, you know, without the standing start, yeah. But it's uh, yeah, Kane Kane really has impressed me. I know he's only scored one goal, but what's it four right, assists, five assists? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, yeah he is so important. I, I, I would be too disappointed if. if we were level 70 minutes a bit like against Germany in the Euros yeah. last summer you know and then, then we bring our finishers on like Rashford and Grealish yeah. you know I would be too disappointed yeah. I don't, as, as I said as I said on the last time and the time before that what Ryan says there were finishers I look at it very much like um, the dearly departed Eddie Jones looked at it looked at the things group, yeah. before things went wrong where he called them finishers they're as important as a starting lineup. Grealish coming on with 20 minutes to go, he'll be, you know, he could be licking his lips and looking at some of those, you know, some of those French tired legs, and um, that's why I wouldn't start him because he's just so effective. And you, you, know, you can you know, see the, the whole squad there; they're just having such a good time. Yes, yeah. they're professional, but you actually see him enjoying themselves. Where you couldn't say that of like Capello's era or, or Sven's era. Just we actually look like a, like a team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. and everyone everyone's behind everyone cohesive yeah. 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 it's, like, it's like a bit like Cove City the units there they're, they're gelling they're clicking and and they're yeah. starting to click at, they're clicking at the right time because you know you, you came on um, before the World Cup after the defeat against Hungary if you remember CJ you came on and you said our fans are getting on the back of Southgate. Everyone has a bad game. And I think Dave was on with us. And, and you know, you're all saying that every team has a bad period. It looks like England's had their bad period. And all of a sudden, they've come out to Qatar and it's clicked. It just clicked. Yeah, last summer when we chucked in that stinker against Scotland, we've yeah. chucked one in against the US, haven't we? So, hopefully got that out of our system. And then... We, they all turn up and we do a job on them. And ultimately, we're one of the last eight. Yeah. yeah. Well, Which, by the time we play, we'll be the last five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it's not, I think, and if we were to lose, we lose Saturday. France, France are the world champions. Yeah. At the end of the day, sometimes you come up against a team that's better than you on the day. They've got one or two special players and they beat you on the day. And if that happens, so be it. You know, it's a quarter final and we've got to the stage now where we just think we, you, we've got to look at the bigger picture 
I think we are still building something. Um, got players yeah, for the next two, we, three tournaments. Yeah, age wise. And yeah, and <clears throat> at the end of the day, we could have we could have ended up if things things may have gone slightly different in the group, so we could have ended up playing France in the final. They could have ended up on yeah. the other side of the draw. Yeah. If Denmark had turned up a bit more, maybe. Yeah. You know, during yeah. that group, they could have they could have done something. France could have even dropped out. Just leave. I but, just want them to leave everything out there. Yeah. You know, come up that pitch with no regrets. Yeah. Give it your all. Give it your best. Okay, yeah. So that's good enough. And if it isn't good enough on that day, it's it's not good enough. So at the end of the day, we've lost a quality team. Yeah. yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that won't happen. Crossed. Yeah. I mean, did, um, what's the, what the atmosphere been like since um, Morocco beat Spain? I've not seen any Spaniards. Oh, I've hardly seen any Spaniards at all. They've gone uh, home. <laughs> and it, I, I went to watch them play, and there weren't that many of them. Moroccans, there are so many Moroccans out here. Yeah, yeah. The FIFA and the Qataris. The Dutch have only got a thousand here, yeah. the sports group said. She's unlike the Orange Army, so yeah. I just wish if back home it was portrayed a little bit different, we would have the 10, 20,000 fans that we have when we go to like yeah, other, other tournaments. tournaments. Yeah. So, you know, it put them off going to Moscow, and then by then they're all scrambling for tickets if it's too late. The same will be with this now. Yeah. You know, once, we, yeah. once we beat the French, people will be trying to get out here to the semi final, yeah. and just left it too late to. Yeah, the bandwagon. Yeah. I, I, I love the positivity from Brighton Island. When we beat the French, when we beat the French. <laughs> they don't like it up <laughs> I can't wait to get home from the game Saturday now. Brian's got to be confident. Got a question here from um, our audience member, Scarry, saying about what, 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 what's France Week Leagues, do you think? Do you, where, where do you think England could target? France on Saturday. Do you think they're back three? They're back at the defence? Yeah. Not the quickest. And he's been an excellent servant and a World World Cup winning captain. But, and he's been an excellent servant to Spurs, but he's just, Loris isn't what he once was. He'll go and pull in a blinder now, but he, he isn't what he once was, and he, he's beat. He's certainly beatable. As long as he chucks one in like he did in the last final. Yeah. <laughs> he's always. You just always think he's got a mistake in him. Yeah. Yeah. Always, yeah. and it's not like a little where Pickford. You think, yeah, he's got a mistake in him. Where you know he might do a little bit too much with his feet because he's so good with his feet. Yeah. So every so often. Same as Allison and Edison, they're the same. Every so often, if they make a mistake, generally it's because of with their feet, because they just use their feet so much. And every so often, they get so they're going to lose the ball like any other player would with that amount but of time. But the key, but, you tend to lose the goal. Yeah, but but Larice, generally, he's he's more likely, I think, to have the ball go straight through him than to cause a problem with his feet or anything else, or drop across or do something. So I'll say that's where the weak link is. I think I think with Pickford though, I mean you look you're looking back at the Senegal game, he made one really, really important save in that game. It was nil nil and Senegal had a really good spell yeah. in that first half. And although people look and you, they, pe- 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 yeah, I mean people look back at the game and say, Well that's a comfortable win for England, but 
that save, you know, that goes one nil. It's a different game because England Very potentially won in that half that half time, and it could be a really really tough second half. So I think Pickford for me does deserve a lot of praise as well in this World Cup. I think he's done pretty well from what I've seen. Yeah, Ryan, there's a question here for you. Can we have an exclusive before BBC CWR tomorrow? Uh, CJ, your mum's asked, Brian, have you my found a French on. person for CWR? <laughs> That's, That's my your mum. It's your mum. You said it was your mum. You no, said it was your mum. Oh, is yeah. it? Okay. This, no, it's not. This, it's your mum. Shut no, up. <laughs> this is just between us now. Yeah, between us. Have we got an exclusive? It, it, yeah, it dropped below 30 today. They've had the grit as hell. Seriously, all the staff got coats on and woolly hats on. Oh, yeah. 29 um, degrees. Just 22 degrees. Um, yeah, yeah. If it was oh. minus four it this is, morning, mate. It is, it is 25 past 11 at night. Oh, well, you know. Uh, no, have, you, have, you got, have you got a French person for tomorrow on BBC, CWR? Well, can't find one. Can't, no, seriously. No, uh, the only ones we did see, when the captain put the flags up, they all ran off the ship. They don't like white <laughs> flags, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, they run away. Yeah. CJ, you could pretend to be the, French. The red and the blue bit on a French flag. Apparently Velcro, isn't it? Yeah. You take it off. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no French like? people on board. It's, yeah. it's very straight, very eerie. Very just, just a few Brazilians, a few Argentinians, loads of Moroccans, and then us. Yeah. And, what, and one what's random, a Titanic one, like? random, one random Scotland flag up there that I keep trying to untie, but... <laughs> there must still be a board because someone keeps tying it back up. <laughs> and what's the Titanic like? Well, it's sank. It's painted sky blue, so it's not going to sink. The one next door is massive, isn't it? Oh, it's, the Europa yeah. is like twice the size of it. It's so. like Aaron McGuire's head. It's huge. <laughs> well, his like, wife's on how there. How does that float? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how it stays above water. And it's got the world's biggest water slide. Has it? So yeah, it goes yeah. from the top all the way down to the bottom yeah. of the ship, this water slide. And the amount of times I waited at the bottom for them wags to come down, but they didn't come down once. Uh, Are you allowed on it? You can you can join any boat. Euro, it's not 50 euro a day. But <laughs> you, you can come on here for 50 euro if you get a flight out. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be warmer than here, Sweet anyway. Sweet Caroline's Sweet just come on, then. What the show us, then. Show us, show us. Shall we walk? Yeah, come on, then. Go have a quick walk, go on. Yeah, just sit up, then. Oh, so, it looks just like the Titanic. It does a bit. A bit better than Titanic. Oh, wow, look at that. That's very impressive. So that's the one, Paul. And then go you've got on, a couple then. of jacuzzis there. What? You'd, you'd look great in there, Miles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then you got the... Well, this is where you'd find Miles most of the time. Well, that's the bar. Yeah, that'd be it. They sell Sky Blue Army in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. That's where Caroline's been playing on. Going to get them for copyright now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the remix version. So... The, um, the big screen, Yeah. that's where they play the games. So they show the games on that big screen. 
and um, you could sit in the pool. You know, the pool's full of people watching the games. Brilliant. Yeah, and obviously it was a lot better during the group stage before we got here, but it was, you know, it was it was good at that point apparently where it was just like. You, you could just imagine it with the amount of people that were on here. Mexicans on here. Yeah. Were they? Yeah. You wouldn't want to sit behind, behind them though with them big hats. But the so, Me so now, Mexicans so now always it's down to the, the So now it's down to the last like quarterfinals. Is there less people around now then? Have they all gone? Loads less. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a ghost ship. Really? The apartment, the apartment we had was like a goat. That, that, that apartment complex that we were in on um, until Monday was like a ghost town when we left. This is only our full, isn't it? Yeah, well, th this is fully booked, but there's probably 1,200 people on it rather than 3,000. <laughs> people have just left and just gone home. They've gone home. Yeah. I had a friend that went home 10 days early with his, really? with his Senegal ticket. Yeah, he took his ticket with him. Why? Strange. Because when he said it was rubbish out here, not what, not what I was expecting. Yeah. No. If, you're expect, if you're expecting like a, a World Cup like in Europe, you, you've come with the wrong yeah, yeah, idea. Yeah. You've got to embrace it. It is different. It's better in a way. It's like last minute we were able to go to, you know, Ghana, uh, Ghana South Korea. Me and Dan went to that. And it's a shame G's gone, actually, because I was going to talk to him about that game. But, yeah. Uh, but, and then, like, literally, like... Two games a day. Yeah. Three. Two hours before kickoff, we, we got a ticket for Belgium, Morocco. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, no, four hours. An hour before the gates opened. We got a ticket for it. We're all Moroccan, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. But that, yeah. <laughs> We're all Moroccan. There's tens of thousands of Moroccans here. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. How much, how, much, how, much, how much tickets for the games? Like, yeah. For the France game? How much now is they're it? starting to get a bit more now. I can't remember what we paid, but it's something like about 800 reals, I think, for a ticket now. About 200 quid, really. Yeah, 200. less than 200 quid, yeah, yeah probably 170 yeah. odd. And then obviously the jumps, final, like, jumps up. Semis is like, yeah. like 400 quid, yeah. and final is stupid. 500, I think. But, but final, you could get get what you want for it. Yeah. Because it was England in the World Cup final, just yeah. possibly against Brazil or Argentina. Wow. The group the group stage, you, we, you get tickets 50 quid a game. Yeah. yeah, that's not bad. But that's good, isn't it? The game, the Senegal game, I think it was 80 quid face value. But the um, the tickets were going for around about that price on the resale sites the morning of the game. Yeah. And there's hundreds yeah. of them. There's hundreds of tickets. But there always is for there always is for the second round because how many you know how many different countries could play in that game? And they've gone home yeah. from the two groups. There's what four teams that've gone home anyway, and yeah. there's uh, there's two of the two of those eight, well two of the remaining four aren't playing in that game. They're playing in the other side of the draw. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that would have bought tickets and they've just put back on the resale yeah. portals. Wow. And so it all it's always the same, always the same. Yeah. But, Sounds great. It's though, a shame, it? To be honest with you, it's a shame that we couldn't show you the rest of the folk because. Um, there's a nightclub on here. There's all sorts on here. Golf course, mini golf. There's a golf course on the roof. Oh that yeah, Brian, you football. said that. The other day there's a golf course on there. Shuffleboard. Yeah. And it's, you know what? Do you know what, Miles? I was actually in the, um, I was actually in the nightclub the other day, and there, there was a bit of a problem. I couldn't find the way to the bar. 
I couldn't see where the bar was. And I thought, do you know what they need? They need a sign that lights up. Yeah, yeah. That lights up to oh, what, 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 what are they? Where did you get them wow. from? Oh, wow. I got that. I'll tell you what, you ain't going to believe where I got that neon sign from. I got it from neonnow.co.uk. Neon now. Neon now. Yeah. That's then, where we need that's to go. That's where you got to go. Yeah. So, www.neonnow.co.uk yeah, neon and use our special code SBFTV10 for a discount. And the captain, yeah, captain might be a cop fan and he can use that. that yeah, exactly. Yeah. Look at that. Look, brilliant. Some of the there ice you is going on the side of his boat, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, he could use them. MSE. Yeah. 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 yeah, he might, might be able to miss some icebergs then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wouldn't have yeah. any icebergs here. But... <laughs> hey, I heard, on good authority, they're going for the Winter Olympics. Yeah, They're yeah. going to import snow. And they're going to get it, probably. They'll get it. They'll get it. They will do a FIFA one, you do know it's Christmas. You do know it's Christmas and not April 1st, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Saudis are like, oh, they're spitting feathers because they were hoping Qatar would like come hat in hand and ask, you know, will you help us with this World Cup because it's too big just for one small yeah, nation. Yeah, yeah. But because because he didn't come and offer the help at the start, now Qatar is laughing at them like, we don't need your help. It's because of that blockade. Yeah. Where it was so difficult for to get even get here, where it's taking yeah. like a six and a half hour flight was taking, you know, eight nine hours because they were having to go over different countries' airspace to get to get here, and yeah, yeah. Saudi, Saudi was one which was a, was an issue. Iran, I think, was one of the only countries friendly to them. So, but yeah, it's they, they, I've got to give it to them really. They've got ninety nine percent of it bang on. The one percent though, some of it's a bit laughable the stuff that they haven't got right um, in terms of organisation but um, yeah but the but the 99% they've got it bang on and I mean to be fair they've had 220 billion to spend and 12 years to do it yeah. so you know they should have got it right really still, still bits yeah. And yeah there's still bits and pieces that they're still going to finish you know three days after the final but it's yeah I've got to give it to them. They've, they've done, they've done a lot stuff. better than what most would have thought. Yeah. 99% mm. of people would have thought. Yeah. What's, yeah. The, what's the atmosphere like generally? Is it quite like peaceful? There's no violence or anything like that? It's just a good laugh Literally, generally. The only, the only bit of... Um, well, the only issues we've actually seen... I mentioned it on the pod before. We saw it ourselves... Well, we saw it ourselves on our mate's phone. Um, he didn't. He's not on social media, so he wouldn't. He didn't put it out. It was a Ghana South Korea game where the Ghanaians rushed the gates. Right. And oh yeah, you said yeah. There was another game where it was about maybe a couple of hundred of, that, of Ghanaians again that just rushed the gates, and they managed to get in. And I think it was just a case of no, there's no, there's no chance of stopping them. There's thousands of empty seats in there. If people have bought tickets, they're not turned up or whatever. Uh, we'll just let them in. And they just let them in. That's the only bit of unrest we've actually seen or even yeah. heard of. There's not. I haven't seen a single no, like, no issue. There was the. There was a rumor going around that apparently <clears throat> some English lads were singing about um, a, a waitress's face veil, but we haven't seen a single waitress wear a veil. No, no. Or any footage of them singing yeah. the song to the waitress. 
they just don't. He just generally, it's not it's not the locals that that are wearing. You know, the the, the local the women that are wearing them. It's it's the visitors too here that yeah. are um, from the, from the surrounding countries. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they are they are actually a lot more liberal than we were expecting with regards to the dress code. And yeah. the other thing on that as well, me, me, and, me and Hannah, my wife, were talking the other day, and we, we both said that we think that there's no way that they could even kind of fake it, so to speak. They can't just all of a sudden stop doing it for the tournament, you know, relax everything just for the tournament. I think just generally it is just the same as the drinking yeah, side yeah. of things and stuff yeah. like that. I think generally they are just quite relaxed relaxed anyway not obviously not as relaxed as what we are at home and what you might be in in continental europe and the states and so on australia japan and so but here i do genuinely think it's a lot more relaxed than what most were suggesting just generally i I think we've spoken to more than enough people out here that are western Uh, we're speaking to a canadian and an american in the cheesecake factory uh, yesterday and um they they said literally nothing's changed. That nothing's changed now. There's just more people here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and everything's a little bit more expensive than it is normally. You know, slightly. I, I had tickets to see Bob Marley soon perform tonight. I'll get that up to be on your show. Ah, oh, cheers, mate. Okay. No, we're blessed. Dan is watching Robbie Williams tonight. Yeah. Otherwise oh yeah, you're seeing it. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, I'm seeing it. Yeah. Was it you that went to watch Fat oh, Boy? Oh, yeah. We went to see Fat Boy Slim um, the other night. And it oh no, that him. was Slim Boy Fat. You said, weren't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we stayed. It was even funnier than seeing the real thing. So. <laughs> Why not? Why wouldn't you? It's really it keeps on happening. It's not like I'm doing that 800 seals because I was laughing that, but I'm never hey, ever going to do. Hey, like CJ, that. you got me my fridge magnet yet? No, I need oh, to. I need to get you one. Oh, I need I'm to get knocking you. some out. What are you looking for? Fridge magnet. <laughs> yeah, what do you want on it though? Is that Paul? No, World Cup. World Cup. Well, uh, <laughs> I'll do what I can. Try and get you some. Well, if England win the World Cup, I'll, I'll expect a, a, a fridge magnet of England player lifting the World Cup. That, that's the fridge magnet I want. Just bring it home for Christmas, lovely. Yeah. That's it. Right. That's it. I've got. I've got to ask a very important question to everyone now. Go on, score, predi- score prediction for this game. So, going to go with uh, CJ Bryan. Is, is it coming home is the question, I guess, is on my lips. It's coming home is a feeling, isn't it? Is it I mean, that song was about, sorry to get sidetracked here, it was about the hope and the hope, you know, the hopelessness. Um, yeah. So, 2018, it came home. You know, you look at people jumping up and down on bus stops. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? That that it came home, didn't it? And the same goes for last year as yeah, well. And yeah. This year, if we would, if we beat France and we go out in the semis or whatever, and we lose in the final or whatever, you know, it, it's come home regardless, isn't it? But with regards to the score on Saturday, I think that first goal is so important. I think whoever scores, I think it's going to finish two 0 and it could literally go either way. Yeah. The second goal, like the breakaway. The second goal, on you know, when the other team are pressing and trying to get the first goal, their first goal to get the equaliser, that's when the other team will score. And I can see 
I can see it being two. I can see it being two now. I'm going to say we'll win two nil. Yeah. But, but like I said, I can see it easily going the other way. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go for a, a long and comfortable night for everybody. It's no strange thing watching England really, but two one after extra time, England. Miles, what are you going for? Well, I'm, I mean, Glenn put a comment up here. Winner on Saturday will win the World Cup, he thinks. So, yeah, you're only going to meet him in the final, aren't you? But, <laughs> um, I, 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 listen, I just, like Brian said, you, you want to see a team go out there and give it their all. Like we've... Like we've seen with Cov City this season, we had all the fiasco with the pitch and they've went to Luton the second half, drilled it out. And since that game, they've gone on a fantastic run. I want to see England do just an amazing performance, give it their 110%. Um, I think it would be one all after full, after full time. Madison will come on in the uh, uh, five minutes to go in extra time and score a free kick and win it 2-1. Never That'd be know. good. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't say Wilson, maybe. He might have popped us up. Nah, free maybe. kick, Beckham style. Bump. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit on the fence for the first nine, see, but I think England will win extra time. I'm going for I'm going, I'm going 2-1 as well. I think I think it'll be tight. I don't. I, I get where, where CJ is saying about the 2-0 because I think the, the first goal is so, is so important because it gives you that bit of control. But when I look at England games against sort of really good sides like, like in the Euro final against the Italians where we took the lead, we were 1-0 up, got to half-time, and second half we kind of sat on it. And that's the many slight fears. We do we do take the lead. Is we've got we've got to be positive. You know that the best best way to defence attack. So I think we've got a really good side. We're really good form. I mean, the only dilemma I'm thinking is does Russia start ahead of Saka? That's another one because I think they've both had good World Cups from what I've seen, and that's an interesting decision. To see what way Gareth Southgate goes with that one as well. Um, but I think I think I think we've got enough to beat France. To be honest, I mean, yes, they've got quality players they've all spoke about, but we've got really good players as well. And I think you know, I think England. I don't think we've seen the best of England yet. I think I think um, I'm hoping they're going to save their best for for, for, for Saturday. So I'm, I'm I'm optimistic about this game. I'm really, well, I'm I, I think I think as well, lads. I don't know what you think about this, but we haven't had to come from behind yet. France have, so. But then, you know, but then France, we, France have lost the game. Yeah, but we, we could, yeah, so we could, yeah. we could, we could hold that, and we could just go on and just nick it. To be honest with you, because yeah. you know, I mean, I was at yeah. that, I was at that game um, where they went one 0 down to Australia. Yeah, and they, they didn't change the game plan at all. They just did. I think. Do you know what I think did it for them as well? It's the unfortunate injury. Yeah, and that's right. What, one Hernandez for the other, and he changed he, that changed things. I suppose yeah. really that 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 was the main that was the only major change really. They made. they just changed the personnel, and it yeah. was just a, a bit of bad luck that created a bit of good luck, and they they, they went to town them in the end. They won four one, but I think um, they they you could see from that. From that goal for, for Australia, they didn't change. They did change France's game plan really. They they were they were had them on the ropes a bit before the goal, and they just 
still went at them a little bit. Similar, to be honest with you, similar to what Southgate's done during in some qualifiers where we've gone one nil down to Montenegro, didn't we? Yeah. And then was it Kosovo as well? Yeah, yeah. And if we we you know we've managed didn't change the game plan. No, we just safe, didn't look, you know, you're. I wanted you to go out and win 2 0 today. You've got 1 0 down. You have to go and put four or five past yeah. the clock now. Yeah, and that's yeah. Kind of what maybe France, possibly another night, would have won that game 2 0. Mm. But once they got that second or third goal, they, went, they then relaxed a bit, could knock it about. Australia looked a bit more yeah, beaten than they went for it. Yeah. But like I said, to actually get the game back on level pegging, they didn't really change, didn't change their game plan. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's a comment here, Mark. I've got to put this one up. I think it's fantastic. England. Great, it? it would be good, yeah. That would be bad. Let's have a penalty. Let's have a penalty in the 89th minute that you can score. Penalty, 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 as long as none of them are in a shot. I thought you were going to say you'd definitely take the fifth penalty. No, I'm <laughs> and nobody wants that. No. no. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm caught with a cough England double on Saturday. I'm, I'm, definitely, I'm definitely feeling it. Um, I'm hoping that my dreams will come true in that regard. So, yeah. I think I'm, there'll, I'm be a lot of doubles. there'll be a lot yeah. of doubles at the buckets. Now the championship's back and there's that extra 12 games coming in. Coming in. England to win. Yeah. You're at your club and England to win. There'll be a lot of that, I think, at the bookies. There'll be a lot of specials. Yeah. Well, it's been great having you on tonight. It's been it's been really really enjoyable having you on. And um, fingers crossed, we'll um, we'll win and cough uh, cough England double is what we want. So um, it's been tremendous having you on, CJ and Brian. Um, thanks for your for, for coming on tonight. It's coming home. I, I think we're all, we're all feeling it. So I feel it's coming home anyway. So um, come on, England. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it for a king and country. As, yeah, and as we said earlier, Mark Miles, if we go out on Saturday, we go out. We go out fighting. That's fine. Yeah. yeah well, it's yeah. not fine. We want to see us get all the way through. If we do win on Saturday, then we're here last weekend again, aren't we? Yeah, so definitely you are. Yeah. We're there that last weekend. Get you back on. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, listen. We'll be tuning in tomorrow on CWR. So give us a shout out, yeah. 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 yeah no. We'll try. We'll try. Yeah. 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 Make sure you do. Thanks, 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 guys, for coming on. Uh, Miles, thanks again as always for your contribution to the show. Uh, competition. Yeah. Go on. Last, last so, uh, so quickly, quickly, competition. Enter online. Uh, where's it gone? It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Oh yeah. <laughs> Here it comes. Are you ready, guys? It's coming through the screen somewhere. Uh, who who was the last ex-Coventry City goalkeeper to play for England? Email skybluefanstv at gmail.com. The closing date is the 11th of December, and you can win a tour round Dylan's Brewery uh, for two. I've got the voucher all ready to send across to whoever wins. The closing date is this Sunday, 7pm. So... Who was the last ex-Coventry City goalkeeper to play for England? Email skyblufanstv at gmail.com. And don't forget, the closing date is 7pm on the 11th of December. Good luck, everyone. It's a tour around Dylan's Brewery for Christmas. Yeah.
get what chunked. Yeah. Quick, quick, let's I thought okay. it was tickets for the final and all expenses. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> we might be, we, I thought you had budgets to be quite stretched out. Well. Yeah, that's it. Or yeah, fridge magnets. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, um, thanks everyone for tonight. It's been a great show. Um, really enjoy having you on. And hopefully, when England win, we'll get you back on and uh, we'll talk more England stuff, fingers crossed. So, uh, thanks, guys. Thanks, Miles, for coming on as always. Thanks for your contribution. No and, We've got another show Sunday. Uh, hopefully, we'll be talking about Coventry and England double. Um, and then the week after, we've got the Swansea preview. So stay tuned for that. That'll be on Thursday, seven thirty. Another win against the Welsh. So uh, yeah, yeah, we've got a big, we've got a big, and we've got and we've got Rex as well in the next month. So uh, yeah, they don't, look, they don't like it for me either. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I keep saying, watch out, Disney Plus. Yeah. 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 Right. Absolutely. Excellent. All right. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Clap Sky Blues, and we'll speak to you next week. Take care. Good night. Fans by the fans.